listening to Charger Talk with host Sudo Upadea. Tune in every week to hear guests speak on the hottest topics regarding Oxford High School. Now here's your host, Sudo Upadea. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Charger Talk. I'm Sudo Upadea. I'm joined alongside by Drew Baker today, member of CTV staff. We also have Oxford High School quarterback Parker Adamson and center Clifton Smith. Clifton, how's it going? It's going well, Sudo. Uh, that's good. How about you, Parker? I'm doing, I'm doing fine. You good? You good? How about you, Drew? Always. Fine as always. Before we start, let's get some things out of the way. You can follow The Charger Online on Twitter at TheChargerONLN. Like us on Facebook at TheChargerOnline. Uh, go to The Charger Online. We have some great stuff for you there every week. And this Friday, of course, we will be live streaming the varsity football game against New Hope. That's why Parker and Clifton are joining us today. Parker, let's start off with you. How's it going? It's going well. Good. Good, Parker. Talk about talk about New Hope. What, what kind of what kind of defense does New Hope have? Um, you know, just a, you know they run basic cover three, cover two. You know they they like to blitz a lot, kind of like Charleston did. So um, you know it's gonna spend a lot of time picking up blitz blitzes during practice, and um, you know we have to do our job, execute well on the line and receiving quarterbacks to know like hot routes and stuff because um, you know they don't put pressure on me in the line, so we're just gonna have to do our job and you know get the job done. Get the job done. You give the most generic answer sometimes, man. Come on. Clifton, he mentioned the line. That's you, man. Uh, You're yeah. the biggest guy on there. You're basically anchoring that offensive line. Talk about that. Um, This year, we're going to have to do better with the protection. Like, the last two years, they beat us on the same blitz. And if we don't want Parker to get killed, we're going to have to pick it up. And some of it's going to be on him. He's going to have to make his calls. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do our best to keep him off the ground. All right. Is there some inside joke going on here I don't know about? Terry smirking like crazy. Um, And you guys have done a good job this year, keeping Parker, uh, you know, mostly pressure-free. And Parker, good thing that you do is even when you do get pressure come in, uh, you you seem to run away from it. And then whenever a linebacker does try to hit you, you seem to truck the guy. So you seem to get a hit in before you get hit yourself. Talk about that. Your running ability, has it always been there? Um, You know, I know you play baseball. Does it come from that? Like, where does it come from? You know, I, I really don't know. You know, just you're out on the field, you know, you see a guy coming for you, and you just you don't want to stay in there and take it. So you kind of, I don't know, I do my, try to do my part and move around and get as many yards as I can before, you know, hopefully going down. So, just, I mean, has, has that always been there? I, I guess so. I mean, last year, I mean, I, first year to really play a lot and just, you know, get on the field and things just happen that you really don't, you didn't know that could, so. So it's just a natural thing. And do you, so does baseball help you going back to earlier? I think it does. I mean, baseball has a lot more flexibility type exercise and whatnot. And, um, you know, I play first base, so I don't run too much. But, you know, stretching out the pick and stuff, whatnot, is just stretching your legs, I guess. And so it just adds a little bit more of the flexibility. Um, you know, I guess it all ties in together, I guess. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. And Clifton, I, I know that. Because Parker can run, does that make it easier on you to know that, let's say, you know, you miss an assignment, and you never want to. I know this. I know you. I know how hard you work to make sure that, you you know, you get every play right. But when you do miss an assignment, do you, do you not worry as much saying, because eh, my quarterback can get out of the pocket? Uh, I still worry some. I don't want to get just killed back there. Mm-hmm. But he is pretty good. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, when he gets pressure, he knows not to just stand there and take it. Mm-hmm. But... The thing is, if we do our job, he'll never have to. He'll never have to. That's right. Talk about the rest of your teammates. Talk about running back Jarius Barnes. Uh, you know, Jarius is new on the team this year, and he's done a really good job so far. Just so talk about you know how how you're using him um, and how you're going to use him for the rest of the season in this more spread out type offense. You know, he has. Um, you know, he came in this this is his first year learning the offense and playing with us, and uh, 
you know, I think he picked, up, picked it up really well. You know, chemistry-wise, he's a good teammate, good teammate and a friend to all of us. And all the running backs are, D.C. and Colin. Um, they picked it up really well. And, you know, we, we use more we, – every game we use probably three running backs, if not if not four, if late in the game. So everybody, everybody has to know what to do and everybody has to know the assignments. And, you know, Jarius has done a good, good job of leading us and he's just – he's helped the other ones. Um, you know, memorize what they're supposed to do and you know, play well. Yeah, I've been surprised because when you look at this offense, you know, it's a four-wide set most of the time. He's the lone back. You're always in a shotgun. And you expect just, you know, a lot of heavy pass. But do you think because you're spread out, it helps him get through lanes much quicker? And, of course, with a really good offensive line, do you think that helps? Definitely. I mean, with teams, defense is looking at us. We're full rod. You know, they, they expect us to pass the ball a lot. And, you know, we can hand the ball to Jarius and let the line block well, and there'll be huge holes, and it, just spread, it spreads them out so much more. They can't just, you know, they can't just blitz or we'll like draw a throw. They can't just bail out or we'll just hand it off to them. So it just gives us, you know, a good variety. Okay. Now, you know, I talked to uh, defensive coordinator Steve Herring earlier today, and he told me that, you know, New Hope's a better team than their record shows. Right now, I believe they're two and three. And uh, a lot of that, I believe, has to do with injuries. And he said this is about the time of the year that those guys that were injured early on come back. So do you think that that's going to that's gonna impact New Hope against, I mean, playing y'all at all? Do you think that's going to give them a boost? How, how do you think the team's going to handle New Hope? Um, you know, they always play us, play us hard. You know, last year, you know, we, we, we didn't play as well. And they came out and put it to us. So, um, you know, last year, you know, Two years ago, when GC and Munchie and all them were there, you know they, they played really hard. They blitzed slot, and we couldn't pick it up, and you know they came on top. So, either way it goes, either if they don't have their starters in, they're always they're gonna play us hard, and you know do everything they can to beat us. And so, I mean, we just gotta do our job and come out on top. All right, you know your receivers have been great for you this season. Uh, if there's so many, I don't know how teams even figure out, you know who's doing what. You've got Toler, you've got Glenn, you've got Joey. I mean, we could just keep going on and on. Nick, talk about your receivers, how, how important they are in this offense to you and just how great they've been. They're huge. I mean, we got, we got, we got five or six, seven almost, that play you know, every game a, many, a solid amount of plays. And, you know, we got two or three slot guys like Glenn, Nick, shifty guys that, you know, get into the space, letting them run. And then we got, you know, Tyrell, Toler, Joey, like the outside receivers who are more possession guys, you know, if it's third and eight, third and six, you know, you throw it to them and they'll catch them on and get us first down. So, you know, they've been huge. You know, I've tried to spread it all out to all the receivers, and they've done a really good job of sharing the amount of catches they get and, um, you know, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last game, the, the, the receivers that really hadn't caught a lot of balls or gotten a lot of touchdowns really did score. Uh, one guy that really hasn't probably scored as much as most people expect is Taylor Presley. I mean, you know, is is he going to have a breakout game pretty soon, or is he just doing his job as he's supposed to? And that's just, you know, that's just life as a possession receiver. You know, he's doing his job really well. You know, he, he knows he knows that he's not a shifty or fast guy like Glenn or Nick, and so you know, he it, he just takes whatever comes to him. But I really do think that eventually, you know, time will tell that eventually he's going to have a really good game, maybe you know, a couple touches. Um, but, you know, he just keeps doing what he's doing, and he, he just racking up the yards. Right. Clifford, I don't know if you can tell me this. I don't know if it's part of a game-planning strategy or anything, but is there anybody you're watching out on their D-line for specifically? Um, number 78. 78? Well, des- describe him. What, what's he like? What, what are his strengths? Um, he's a shorter guy, not fast, just really a power guy. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to going against him because mm-hmm. apparently he's been talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Take that as a challenge. Take that as a challenge. That's the way to go. They put you in defensive series at times. How do they dictate that? What like what what has to happen? Is it just a fourth down? We're looking for goal line stand. How does that work? It's goal line stand. Most of the goal line plays. Yeah, fourth down plays or goal line when they get down in the red zone. Then they put me in. Okay, understandable. Parker, you looking out for any linebackers? Any specific cornerbacks or safeties? Um. Yeah. They uh. Most of their outside linebackers, they blitz quite a bit. I forgot what their numbers are, but, you know, let's say we have, we're in a four-wide set, two receivers on each side, and we motion to, uh, like, one to, like, a trip side almost. Well, you, 98% of the time, that backer that was guarding the guy in the slot is going to come. So we just have to be weary of that. And, um, you know, always look at look at those outside backs because it's more than, more than not they're going to come. So, you know, the line and myself and the running backs always have to know where those two guys mm-hmm. are. So, do, I mean, I know you're both offense. Do you know anything about their offense and what, what our, you know, our defense is doing to prepare for that at all? Um, not not really. I hadn't really looked at their stats. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure they like to run the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, they threw, they threw quite a bit last year on us. Yeah, their quarterback, from what I've, what I've looked at and what I've heard, is actually pretty – plays pretty well. Yeah, they, they got a couple of receivers who can go up and grab it and, you know, come down with a lot of balls. But, um, you know, they're probably going to run the ball quite a bit, just power the ball into mm-hmm. us and, you know, try to wear us down. And But every now and then, they'll go yeah. up top. They're, uh, they're running back. I forgot his number specifically, but he's about a 200 and uh, it's not 70 pounds, but it's somewhere close to that. Wow. And he can straight up truck somebody. So, Clifton, you might you might see more defensive <laughs> plays this yeah. game. We'll see how it goes. Now, of course, uh, Friday, we're going to also have a pep rally since it is our home game after uh, quite a while. Uh, and, and I don't know if you all have heard, but there's some implications to that. And Drew, uh, who's been quiet for most of the show, let's bring you in on that, Drew. Uh, you're a sophomore now, and you were a freshman last year, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that, uh, you know, the, the Lafayette game, when, you know, there was a lot of national attention on Oxford, that the student body didn't really do the best job of representing the school. Yeah, there were some parts, definitely, of that pep rally that we, as a student body, or a student body as a whole, should be ashamed of in the way that we treated some of our fellow students, and especially that being the freshmen. And, I mean, I know there are... And it is tradition to get boo the freshmen and toss them around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I can understand that. But some of the stuff that we did was inappropriate. And I can understand where the administration's coming from and kind of restricting what we do at this pep rally. Definitely, definitely. And uh, I'm actually working on something with, for the Charger Online for that right now. Uh, and, you know, uh, Nicole Robertson, Miss Robertson, who's in charge of the pep rallies, who's the head cheerleading coach, was extremely upset. I talked to her, and she told me she really, if, if it was going to be that way, uh, you know, she wouldn't want to have pep rallies because not only were not it wasn't only seniors, but you know, uh, juniors, seniors, and sophomores booing the freshmen. But there were ugly things being said about freshmen. Yeah, definitely. Some of those chants that we had going around the um, around the gym weren't exactly the best. But I mean, we've all taken it. All is I know last year we all took it, and I'm sure all the seniors and juniors they all took it too. And so there's a certain element where we can say that yeah, we went this far, but we can't go like past a certain limit and I think we did kind of exceed that for the Lafayette game I, I agree and I think you know a lot of it has to do with implications Parker Clifton I know you guys don't sit up with the uh, with the team during that you or with the uh, with your classes during that you sit with the team um, but I, th- I think the implications of the game definitely had to do with it it was a Lafayette game rivalry national television I think just a lot of emotion so I think that was involved but I, I myself as a student, I can understand where the administration is coming from. And the, and the implications of that now are if any of those ugly chants are started this Friday at the pep rally or, you know, one class is booed over the other, there is a possibility of all pep rallies being banned for the rest of the year. And I know you guys as football players, how do you feel? Like, how would you feel if there were no more pep rallies? 
it would it would hurt, you know, honestly, because not just for not just for football, you know, I, we want pep rallies for you know baseball, basketball, volleyball, soccer, whatnot. It's not just football that should have a pep rally. It's just it's just a way for you know the kids to have fun and come out and you know support each team and the school as a whole. And so you know to go out and say you know that we could never have one again, which was especially at the seniors of last year. But um, you know, if I mean if it has to be done, it has to be done. It's the way it is. But um, you know, I think it would hurt the overall morale of the school. You know, if we could just have like one day and you know two more, you know, just just you know have overall you know just just help help each team out. Definitely, and so so it does help you. It it does yeah. pump you up. Definitely does. Okay, and I mean you know a lot of seniors that I've talked to have been upset about it, and you know uh, I've. You know, I ask them to act responsibly, as you know, I'm sure many seniors will. But many have just said that's kind of like a reward, you know, booing the freshmen that they see it as a reward. And my biggest question is, I don't know the answer either yet. But if if most seniors see booing another part of the class in the school as a reward, then I think you know, not only the the administration of the school, but I think the leaders, even the student body leaders, as myself, we need to do a better job of raising spirit and raising incentives for those seniors. And do y'all do y'all agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. And, and Drew, I know I know you're a sophomore now, uh, you know, and you were a freshman last year. I mean, did it make a difference to you being booed? Did did it affect you at all? You know, honestly, whenever we came into there, because uh, everybody had already been telling us, or all the upperclassmen had been like, y'all are gonna get booed. You know that, right? And so we just kind of took it as it was, and, like, we got in there, and we expected it, and it wasn't bad at all, because it's like, these are three different classes that are booing you, but they're not doing anything outside of the pep rally, and it's just kind of a fun way to just kind of, like, mess with the freshmen, but also, like, we can't take that too far, because we, I mean, we've had our fun, we've gotten to boo them and do whatever else we wanted to at that pep rally, and so now I think it's time that we do kind of like pull back because they've been acquainted with Oxford High School now. They know what it's like. Mm -hmm. And so we don't need to just like keep um, agitating this this uh, like hatred against the freshmen, I guess, even though it's really just kind of playful. We just need to kind of tone it down. Yeah, definitely. And I, like you said, it doesn't happen outside. And a lot of seniors that I've talked to have told me it's kind of like an affectionate thing, like you do a little brother or little yeah. sister. It's not necessarily bullying uh, because if someone did something to your little brother or sister, you would, you know, you always stand up for them. But, you know, it's just like kind of like messing around is what, what they've done. And any seniors listening, I would just ask you, tell you to act, you know, responsibly and think of the consequences that could go along. And, uh, you know, if you want to just follow up on the story, you can head, head over to the Charger online and uh, we will have a story at least by Friday on this. So, guys, uh, there are other things going around Oxford right now. Uh, softball just held trials. Do you all, do you all watch softball? How's the football team? Do y'all get together as a team and go to the softball games? Does that work? I go to softball games. Clifton goes. Yeah. Parker, you been there? We we do not actually. Um, you know, I guess that, that that's the thing that we we could do as a team. Just another team bonding chemistry deal. Um, you know, just like a open meeting or whoever mm -hmm. wants to go. You know, as a team, just go up there and watch. Just watch other sports because you know we want other people to come watch us and so. You know, I think we should do our part and go watch them. Definitely. Softball held trials. You know, new coach, uh, Coach Blackman, used to be with baseball. You know him pretty well, Parker. Uh, they held trials yesterday. They're looking to have a good season uh, later on. Cross-country started. Cross-country's done pretty well. I think the Chargers, both girls and boys, finished fourth overall at their last meet. Uh, and, of course, football. And then volleyball. Uh, volleyball is, I believe, their final game is coming up pretty soon. So a lot of other sports going on in Oxford. What, what are some other fall sports you all go to? Other, I mean, of course, you have to be there Friday nights, but... 
Uh, there's soccer games, there's baseball games, basketball games. Um, yeah, I guess that's in December. But, um, you know, there's, I think there's been there's a lot of football players came to some of our football games, especially playoffs. And I know myself and other other football players, as well as other school, other teams, went to soccer games, girls and boys. So, um, yeah, I think it's a good mixture of everybody going to different sports and supporting each other. Definitely, definitely. Th those are the events going on. And, you know, you want to hear more about that, make sure you pick up a copy of The Charger. It comes out this Friday. So, uh, guys, you ready for New Hope, I'm assuming, right? I mean, it is a Wednesday. You got about, what is it? You can literally say one more day, really. Thursday is more of a walkthrough tomorrow, I'm assuming. Right. So, and, you know, the biggest thing is you're playing them for the first time at home, I believe, and it's been quite a few years. Uh, we haven't beaten New Hope. I think it's been three years my, since my freshman year, which is y'all's freshman year as well. Uh, we just haven't beaten New Hope. So what is the key? Do you think home, home field is going to make a big difference? Um, yeah, I kind of. I mean, um, it's it's kind of it's more of the point of you know just us staying focused and not getting in over our heads and being you know five and zero you know that's the biggest thing you know going to this game thinking that we're zero and zero or zero and one you know down a game we have to win it's just execution on deep offensive and defensive part and you know just doing what we have to do and if we just play the way we've been playing you know I think we'll I think we'll we'll come out okay but um, you know we just can't let them get ahead early and you know stay with them stay our course the whole game. Definitely. And, you know, like I mentioned, home field, the crowds have been great, even away, I know for a fact. Uh, so are you looking for that same amount? I think being 5-0 definitely helps as well. Definitely. Um, I mean, it, we, we would all love for the fan game to happen every game. You know, I, I mean, that was fun for us. I know it had to be fun for, you know, the students and the fans. But, um, you know, obviously that couldn't, that can't happen every game. I know that. But, um, yeah, the, the, the student sport and the fan sport has been great this year. Probably one of the highest in a couple of years, in my opinion. Of being on the sidelines, and so it helps out a lot. I mean, whether you not know it or not, just the, just the screaming and yelling, and you know, the jumping up and down for kickoff, all that. It's just it, it helps the morale, of, like the team, also on the sidelines. So they help a lot. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Again, you can follow the Charger Online at Twitter at the Charger O N O N. You can go to Facebook and like us at the Charger Online. Follow me on Twitter at Sudu Padea. Drew, shout it out one more time. <laughs> Drew Baker one one three one one three Parker. Your Parker. I'm Parker Addison 3, is that it? Yes, sir. And Clifton, you just don't even use it. <laughs> Clifton's too cool for Twitter, guys. Hit me up on Facebook. <laughs> hit, me up, hit him up on Facebook. Got him as a friend. Everybody show up for the New Hope game. Cody Thompson, if you can make it, Cody Thompson and I will do doing play-by-play -play in color. Uh, you can find that on thechargeronline.com. New issue of the Charger coming out Friday. Just great things going on. And, uh, you know, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>